left foot. See him holding on to his knee, holding on to his knee and down. Episode 7 of I Could Have Gone Pro podcast by Nigel and Danny. How are you today, Danny? I'm alright, bro. Later episode than normal, but things aren't really going as planned. Certainly, I want to be watching the England game and having it delayed by half an hour. So that's bro, why we're tuning in at don't 10 o'clock on a don't Sunday evening. But let's go, let's go. I'm ready. Because when it's you, I don't do that. I'm just saying. <laughs> But yeah, it was we we've had a few delays, but it is what it is, and I think we've just watched the England game, and I'm not gonna lie to you, I had the feeling that England if we could have played another 300 minutes and England weren't going to score, and um, it was just seemingly a team with no potency and kind of threat, and obviously throughout it, Jamie Carragher was talking about the need for pace and the need for creative players in the midfield. Um, and just kind of the dynamic of the team. And lately we've had a few people saying, does Mountain deserve to play? Um, does Grealish deserve to play? Is Foden worth bringing in? I wonder what would you do with that England midfield as in having, would you keep the idea of having Henderson, maybe Winks, um, Declan Rice as your two holding? And would you keep Grealish and Mason Mount being supporting Kane as um, Gareth Southgate did today? In terms of the midfield, I definitely wouldn't have Harry Winks. I don't think he adds anything to the game. All he does is really just pass sideways. I don't think you that's really what You really don't watch Harry Winks, bro. Well, I watched him today, and that's all I needed to. Like, he didn't add anything in terms of value. He wasn't a creative presence. He's not what England needs. He's and one of he's those up- players who keeps the team ticking. No, we don't need that. We have Henderson to do that. We don't need three players that can do the same thing. I'd rather have either Rice or Henderson. You can't have them both together. And mm. one so thing you about pick England, one, or other, one or the other? Yeah. I'll have Grealish and one other. Whether that's Foden or Mount or Madison, one of those creative forces, even Barkley, because him and Grealish play together and that tandem seems to work well for Aston Villa. Um... We also need more attacking prowess in the final third. And one thing I really dislike about England is with every other international team, you see them playing the same plays in week in, week out. But England have no continuity in their setup. They will always be switching players. One week, a player that's had maybe a good five games will come into the England setup and now play. We started off with having Calvin Phillips. He was playing. And I know Henderson was injured around that time. And now Henderson's come back in. We have Calvin-Lewin up top occasionally. But we just need to play the same players so they can get used to playing with each other. And when it comes to these international fixtures, which actually matter, we can take advantage of them because we know we can beat those easy sides. When it comes down to the hard sides where it actually takes grit and determination, that's where we suffer. I feel like we spoke about this last time, though. I and, do. Um, I mentioned I mentioned a few players who pretty much start every time, and it was I think it was Maguire, um, Kyle Walker, Henderson, Harry Kane, 
um, on the most on well on almost every other England game, Raheem Sterling. Of course, he didn't start today, but I feel like we do have a general sense. The fringe players who maybe aren't as solidified are the ones that interchange, but on the most part, I feel like we know roughly what the spine is going to be. But I don't even think that's the spine of the team, and I feel like in the attacking third, you need to be able to understand what the players around you are doing. And I'm not sure whether England have that understanding like the other countries do. And that's where we always slip up. All right, sticking with the midfield, you're saying you wouldn't have Declan Rice and Henderson. Would you keep the system of having three at the back with your two fullbacks playing as basically left and right midfielders and then Absolutely having Declan not. Rice and Henderson holding? Absolutely not. Why would we basically have seven at the back? No wonder we're not able to create chances and score goals. We need to have four at the back. I think Reese James should be playing because what does Trippier really offer? He offers a good cross. Delivery. But Reese James can cross the ball. If you want someone that can deliver a ball, when Trent Alexander Arnold is fit, he will obviously come in. But then when he is. Trent's another one that will start every week. He doesn't even start. He doesn't. Walker starts over him. And then you go to left back, Walker. chill well. What? I with like this, him. With this three at the back? No, yeah, 100%. Because remember, Harry Fred Maguire wasn't playing. Nope, he doesn't. It's normally Trippier or Walker. Um, Are you sure? Because I feel like Walker plays centre back. I'll check that, actually. You should Carry check on. it. Um, in terms of left back, chill well, I like him. Very good player. And in the centre back positions, Joe Gomez, Maguire, there's Michael Keane. There's a lot of players that you can play there, but I'm not really convinced about any of them. In the middle, you need to have a deep-lying midfielder. It doesn't have to be a traditional holding midfielder like you would have at Brazil with Casemiro or Germany when they used to have Kadira. I think you could just have Mm. someone that could keep the play ticking over. And that's what Henderson and Rice can offer. And then you need someone that's in a more advanced position, like a Foden or a Mount or a Grealish. Someone that's actually talented. Not that Harry Winks guy, oh, he frustrates me so much. I really don't know why he consistently gets an opportunity to play. He play- He was honestly one of the best England players in the last game. I don't care. What has he done? What do you mean, what has he done? He was literally one of the best players on the pitch last game. No, I mean, what has he done in his career that warrants him getting played consistently? He doesn't I feel get played like consistently. He plays too much for my liking. He's never if been the most talented you, player. In, yeah, he's never been the most talented player in his age group. He's not the most talented player in his side. Does he even start for Tottenham? You don't have to be. No. So why is he getting game time? It doesn't make sense. Bro, you don't have to be the most talented player in your age group or whatever to play minutes for England. Okay, bro. So if he's not the most talented player in his age group and he's not a young player with potential, he doesn't start for his he's side. A, he's just a good player. He, he, he starts, start been, he starts on and off. Yeah, but bro, is he going to start over Hoiberg? If England pull a Hoiberg out of their pocket, then maybe he shouldn't be playing. Okay, but why is he playing for the national team if he doesn't start for his normal club? Because you might as well bring back Jesse Lingard and Deli Ali if that's the case. Oh, yeah, you're moving mad. But it makes sense. 
Bro, if it's I'm not performing, different. it's not it's not different at all. If I'm not performing in my job, they're not going to ask for me to have more responsibilities elsewhere if I don't turn up to my job. Yeah, Monday. but it's one of them where it's one of them where, like, for instance, Bale is going to start for Wales every time, or you know, you get a lot of these um, players who will go to international duty who may not start for their team because their team is really talented. But in the position that they play in their country, they get the call up. So you can't. But Bale is the most talented player in Wales. Okay, true, but you—it's not like Bale's the only one. Like, there's plenty of players who go to international duty for their respective countries who may not start. And like I said, it's not like England's France. Do you know what I mean? We don't have—we don't have the luxury of saying like we're leaving Benzema at home. But England have a very good midfield. Winks is Winks offers that Winks offers just like that holding player who just keeps things ticking. He's 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 off the same mold as like who can I even compare him to? No I don't one. know if we have many players exact like Winks in even in the England team. He's oh, not no. the right Lingard. Now you're trying to make him sound like he's special. He's a bang average player. Though. But he okay. has a, he does he does something that's worth calling up. He's a different kind of player. Okay, what's he good at? But bro, is he a terrible footballer? Is what is what I'm asking. Like you're you're actually you know like who this guy I would compare just, him like, to? turns up on a Saturday. Do you know who I would compare like, running him to? around? Who? Chaka. He plays the ball from one end of the pitch to the other end of the pitch. He does his role for his team, but he adds nothing in terms of creativity. He's never going to change a game. He's just a player that you put in to make up the numbers. And he is somewhat not reliable. Every, not every not every player is gonna is gonna be a creative spark. And that's what I'm saying. He's that Winks, reliable player. That, what Winks what Winks does, he, what he's actually good at is going in between lines and connecting things. Like switching play, centre back to midfield play, shifting like the direction of the attack. Like he's not gonna be the one who makes the incisive pass, oh, but he's gonna keep the team like ticking. Chavi. No, he's no, not, not that you are because you're saying. What have I oh. said? You're saying he collects the ball from the centre-back and he some somehow connects the defence to the midfield. He spreads balls around the park. All he does is he does a chaka roll. He gets the ball, he just plays it one way or plays it the other. You could do that, I could do that. The only thing that's different is he's got way better fitness and reading and his technical ability is far superior. But there are other players I feel like nothing more. I've said about Winks is untrue. Okay, Nothing so, I've said about what Winks does isn't true. It's like me saying that you have really good co- attributes, but all those attributes are actually 60 rated. But you do not a lot really, of things decently, he's... but you're not exceptional at anything. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Is he's a, he's a different type of player. I'm not saying he's exceptional, but when you want that type of player, you bring in Winks. And not every player is like that. And Winks doesn't have to be chavy necessarily. But he can just be the guy who just keeps the team ticking, which is something, you know, he's just a squad player, like someone that you just keep around. There's some players you just keep around because they offer something that the others don't. And you can but, tell in a game when you have Winks on and when you have Winks off. I'll tell you as a Tottenham fan. Okay, do you know what? I reckon Henderson and Rice could do that with their eyes closed. And they do do that with their eyes closed for their respective clubs. In terms of more advanced midfielders, they need that creativity. 
Grealish yeah. has to be a consistent player in their side. I'm not saying I'm not saying Wing should start every game, but I'm saying you're a bit harsh on him. No, I feel like players like Foden deserve a chance to be in the squad over players like uh, Winks. And they deserve to be getting more game time. Players. That's what I Foden mean. Foden can dictate players. the play just like Winks can. He's just not as defensive minded. But when you have yeah. two defensive midfielders exactly. ready, why do you need Winks? If we're lacking in the attacking third, but you have Winks. Um, I'm Declan not saying Rice. I'm not saying Winks I'm not saying Winks Declan Rice and Henderson should start. I'm just saying Winks is different to Henderson and Declan Rice. Whether Declan Rice and Henderson can do what Winks does isn't like the conversation because they can, but they don't. Do you know what I mean? No, I feel like it's not in their Winx temperament. Too much. Bro, the I don't even rate up. Winks like that. I don't even rate Winks like that. I'm just saying he's a different type of player. He does. He's not an amazing type of player, but he's a different type of player, which is why I'm saying I get when he's called up. Okay, I want to switch to a different point about Harry Kane. I think he is top two striker in the world behind Lewandowski, but I'm just not sure whether he fits into this England side and what they want to achieve. It seems like England's best attributes is their pace and their ability to drive at defensive. And Kane doesn't necessarily slow the play up, I just don't know whether he's the right player for England. He can go down the channels and he played well. He's very good at delivering the ball into the box. He's very good. Of course, he's a good finisher. But I would like to see something different, whether it be a Rashford playing up top and you have Sancho, one wing, Sterling, the other, or you have Dominic Calvert-Lewin, just a more physical presence. I want to know what your opinion on that is. Yeah, that's that's one that can go either way. Because you can say Kane doesn't suit England because he doesn't have the pace, right? Or you can say England doesn't suit Kane because they don't have enough pace running off him. Yeah. Because we've seen what he can do when you give him like those extra options. There's like, um, what's his name? Son making the runs in behind and he gets to drop back. In that team that they play today when you had um who were the two wingers today was it mount and Grealish who were supporting him literally no one's making a run in behind so it's like everyone's dropping deep into the midfield and kane's only real chance is if he either plays an intricate bit of passing through the middle or if someone puts in a good cross for him so it's kind of like do you say we're going to have runners off Kane and just have Rashford and Sterling running in behind? Or do you just say, we're going to have pace merchants? I've said my stance, like you said, Harry Kane's top two strikers in the world. I'm taking my chance building my attack around him and saying, we're going to say, who, regardless of who the better player is between Sancho or whoever, I would genuinely say, put Sterling and Rashford just running off him, making runs in behind. Because we know what kind of player Sterling is off the ball. And we know how direct Rashford and Sterling can be when they're running out of defence. They just offer a different dynamic. Because it was something I realised with like Tottenham, even having Lucas Moura. As bad as he is, sometimes when Tottenham is ridiculously stale and Bale hasn't been doing his usual in-behind runs, sometimes you just say, bring Lucas Moura in. Just a different dynamic, do you know what I mean? Yeah. something different to it no I think England's problem will be solved when they start playing these players regularly 
so they can get used to each other. Because I know these players have played at youth level together, but they're all of different ages. So Kane wouldn't have played with Grealish. Um, Saka wouldn't have played with Mason Mount because they're all of different ages. So the more that you actually have a defined team, like the likes of Belgium do, Germany do, um, Spain, the more you're able to... If I read you, if I read you Belgium's bench, it's like none of these players would knock out anyone in the starting lineup. Do you know what I mean? Okay, but what makes England's bench I, so incredible? The players the, on the field. It's, I told it's not you that. It's I, not on, that England's benches. It's not that England's bench is incredible. It's that the gap between some of the starters and some of the bench players just isn't that big. Okay, when I saw that lineup today. I was like, what is Southgate doing? Because the lineup didn't look good. It didn't look like a team that deserved to be the number one team in the country. Well, not in the country, sorry, mm. in the world. You can't play Grealish at the left midfield position, Mao on the right, when neither of them are traditional wingers. You should yeah. either have Sancho coming in on the right. Um, you could even put Saka on the left if you really wanted to, and then move one of them into the middle of the park. But bro, if you even that even that pool of wingers, if we say if we say the pool of people who could go left wing or right wing or in those advanced areas, say you have Grealish, you have Mount, you have Sancho, you have Rashford, you have Sterling. Um, is there anyone else that I'm missing out? Saka, you were even suggesting. Is there like a defined three where you're like, no one's knocking them out? Do you know what I mean? Like Lukaku. You put him on the team sheet, it speaks for itself. De Bruyne, you put him, it speaks for itself. Witzel, he's been like there for a while now. He's cemented himself. You've got Hazard when he's healthy. Um, Dres Mertens, Vertonghen, Alderweireld, Courtois. The te- those teams pick themselves, do you know what I mean? I, like, know. But I guarantee if we were in Belgium and we had a podcast, we wouldn't be talking about uh, does Christian Benteke deserve more minutes? you know what I mean? We wouldn't be having these debates. Okay, let me ask you about France then, which has a plethora of attacking talent and they have great defensive options. But even when their players are playing really well, like the likes of Laporte, um, then you have AUR, Kamavinga coming in. They don't necessarily displace Kante, Pogba. They never re- replaced Mtiti, who wasn't even getting many minutes at Barcelona. You still have those it's mainstay been, players. It's been, um... It's been what the thing is though, bro. Like, if I say, if I say, if okay, France goes to a national tournament, and firstly they win. They're like they've actually won their national tournament that they went to, um, the World Cup. So immediately those players have some cachet. Um, Benjamin Pavard was part of that. Say you've got Varane who is a part of that. You've got obviously Kempembe has kind of solidified himself lately. Hugo Lloris has been the long time number one. The Varane isn't going to get replaced, like, 90% of the... Like, he's not going to get replaced. Pavard probably isn't going to get replaced. Kante's not going to get replaced. Um, Griezmann's not going to get replaced in France. The only... The positions that are kind of up for juggle, you say Martial, but really, he's only playing because Kylian Mbappe wasn't healthy this time. So, Kylian Mbappe, his position is going to be solidified. So, in, within the France team, you've really got Rabiot and Coman whose names are debatable, do you know what I mean? Mm. 
the the names are solidified you can't you can't really you can't really do a lot about it it's just they're they're proven players these are world-class guys it's not the same as saying do we start Saka or Rashford at left wing it's just a different like pool but how do you become solidified players if you are constantly being changed because then because bro these are world-class players like in their clubs whatever like Kante's proven Premier League Varane proven Real Madrid Kempembe proven with PSG Lloris I mean Lloris is who else is going to be there Pavard proven with Bayern like Mbappe he does what he does at PSG like the bro it's they're proven players in the world they don't have to do it with France it's just their names speak for themselves do you know what I mean I'm not sure I necessarily agree with that I know they're obviously world class talent but I just think it's the mentality of Deschamps. He knows that there may be other centre-back options that are really good, but he sticks with the fact that he wants a left-sided centre-back, someone that could play with his to left be fair, To be fair, bro, like, England have stuck with, um, what's his name, Pickford, and they've stuck with Maguire yeah. through pretty much any crap. Um, I mean, there's really not a lot of reason for Trippier to keep getting put into the England side. Like there's there's some elements of loyalty within the England team as well. It's just, I mean, we're comparing being loyal to Harry Maguire and being loyal to Rafael Varane. Do you know what I mean? I just all I want is just that level of consistency. That's all I'm asking for. I'm not asking for um, you to show favoritism. I want players to be given opportunities based on how they perform, and that's how we move forward. And if you that's the problem, the side, bro. That's the hardest thing about it. Because he's trying hard. to give players um, opportunities based on how they're playing. Like, you're talking about Phillips or Calvert-Lewin Klein gets his, gets his opportunities when Kane's not there. But then again, because none of these players are that great, like, they're not... I'm not talking about freaking... Um, but they can come I mean? off I'm not the talking bench, about though. Mbappe or whatever. They can come yeah, off they the come, bench. Yeah, they are, they are on the bench for the most part. It's no, but like Calvert-Lewin started... I'm not sure if he started against the Republic of Ireland. But he the started the friendlies. Like England England have been doing this thing where they'll play the friendly, which is the first game of the international break will be the friendly where they'll just play whoever they feel like given the chance. What's the point? Which is where you'll see Wink start or whatever and Calvert-Lewin. And then if you look at... No, hold on, the, hold on. Hold the hold Nations on. League game will be something important. Before I forget this point, if you look at these top international sides, they either play consistently like you do in France or they have a spine who all play for the same team. Like you have with Germany. You probably have it similar with Spain. Where you have a yeah. mixture of Barcelona and Real Madrid players. Or in Germany's case, you'd have a mixture of Dortmund players and yeah. Bayern Munich players. So they have that chemistry together. But when you're going to friendly and you're deciding, okay, this player played well in the two weeks, three weeks leading up to it. We've had a good start to the season. And now you're completely changing the system. So people that have become mainstays in the England side over the past three, four friendlies are no longer in the squad. So you're constantly having to build up that chemistry. And that's not possible. We saw that with City, where they'd got all these new great players in, but they still weren't able to perform because they weren't used to each other. And and that will happen mm. when Pep Guardiola came. So how do you expect I agree players? with you, bro. Like the best the best way to build the national team 
is to have a reliable spine. But at the same time, I still feel like it's a luxury that comes with having great players. All right, cool. Shall we move to the next topic? Because we're getting deeper into this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you ever do that thing where you're kind of just mindlessly scrolling through apps on your phone and then you'll like close Facebook and then you'll open Facebook again? Like yeah. straight away? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No, you, you really feel like a like a lab rat. Like you're just you're just conditioned to just keep uh pressing the same like five things. Okay, so I was listening to a podcast recently, three shots of tequila. And one of the biggest podcasts in the UK, and it's a great listen. If you're interested, I'm pretty sure you would probably be listening to them as well as us if you're into the podcast game. But they came up with an interesting point. If your friend gave you £500,000 and you, for let's say for a business, and you were to flip that and make that into £10 million, how much would you give that friend back? Would you give him that £500,000 that he lent you? Would you give him a little bit more? And how much more if you would give him more? I wanted to hear your thoughts on that one. Bro, you know what? The first time you asked me this question... I th- I was actually just thinking about it logically, like what does he deserve, like mm. percentages. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But just hearing you say it back to me, I've just deeped. Your boy's giving you five hundred thousand pounds. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you know how ridiculous that is? No, I know it's an unrealistic scenario, but it could very, it could be a possibility. Say, bro, if my boy a- gave me five hundred thousand pounds, best believe I'm at least blessing him with two mil. Two million. That's Bro, a lot. That who is a do you lot know that's money. willing to give you 500k? Well, 500k could just be a loan. Maybe he works for, let's say, a financing company. So they have a lot of money in their reservoirs and he entrusted you and he believed in your business enough for him on behalf of his company to give you 500k. So I'm not necessarily saying that he's taking 500k out of his pocket. We could even... I'll say it ain't out the kindness of his heart. It is out of the kindness of his heart because he believes in you, but he doesn't really know what your business is capable of, but he just has £500,000 spare that he could give to you. I know that's a ridiculous thing to think about, <laughs> but that's the scenario. All right, let me... The the amounts here are starting to are starting to mess with me because I'm thinking 10 mil... If I make 10 mil off my investment, like, I was speaking to my family earlier and we're just talking about all these footballers who go to China mm. and I was saying to them I don't understand why like Oscar was my example like you're at Chelsea you're realistically not going to be making less than 200k a week and you're not broke do you know what I mean so if you can't make the money that you've made at Chelsea last the solution to your long term your long term world problems is not going to be to go to China to play football so part of me thinks if I've made 10 million and I can give my boy t- 2 million off that, I should be able to make that 8 million work for me for the rest of my life. And I should be able to bless him at the same time. Okay, so let me I, ask I you a question. I give him 2 mil. Okay, so now you give him 2 million. And now he's asking you, so how much money did you make for, really make for you to be able to give me 2 million in change? What are you doing now? Because he knows that you've clearly made enough money from his investment to provide him with that much money in return. So say he's like, 
or you say to him, yeah, I made 10 million. And he's in his mm. head thinking, well, I just gave you 500,000 pounds of the kindness of my heart. <laughs> and all you can give me back is 2 million. That essentially should be my money, considering that without that money that I've just given you, you wouldn't be able to have delivered and got those returns that you did. Well, if if I was to do that to you, how would you feel about it? What do you mean? So you were to give me 500k? If if you were to give me 500k and then I gave you 2 mil after I turned it into 10 mil, how would you feel? I'd be thinking, big man, where's the rest of the eight? No, I wouldn't ask right. for all eight, but I would be thinking in my head, okay, I really helped him out. Actually, you know what? Depends how close we were. Like, no, if bro. We if were... you have to consider this, we can't be boys. Why? I've just given you two million, and the first thing you're thinking is, how much did you make? I just think it's a rational thing to, to ask. Bro, I've just given you two million. I know. You've just given me two million pounds. And I know that maybe... Two million pounds? Yeah, it's a lot of money. It really is a lot of money. It's a life-changing amount. But the fact that you've been able to make 10 million pounds, bro. It was my business. I know, but there's always going to be someone that's inquisitive. I don't know whether that would be me. And if you gave me two million, I would be very happy with it. But I know there'll be some people that are wondering, okay, so you just made two million. So you've had enough money to give me two million off the back of my investment. I want to know how much you made because there could be more coming from because even if you gave someone two million, in their head they could be thinking you could have flipped up to fifty mil. So it's a very reasonable question to ask. Yeah, what I mean, I, I genuinely, I don't, I wouldn't have a friend like that to be honest. If that's the way my brethren thinks, if I give them two million pounds, then we cannot be brethren anymore. But why? What would What would you do? No, because this is so, bro. You have to deep. I didn't have to give you two million. Do you know what I mean? I know you didn't. And, and you've given me you've time. given me five hundred you've given me five hundred K. Not you, but whoever it is. You, like they've given me five hundred K, right? And if they've done that truly out of like Carefully. this assumption is they're my friend. So they've done this out of some kind of our like our, our relationship. It wasn't an investment. Because if it's strictly business We've negotiated the terms and we've decided and chances are you're not turning 500k into 2 million as an investment anyway. So me giving you 2 million is just a sign of our friendship. So for you to look back at me funny and think this guy's made 10 and I've given you a fifth of my wealth for just giving me like just giving me the money to start my idea my 10 million pound idea and change your life all right let me ask you this question now then suppose you're gymshark and you got a 20 million pound investment from a company or say you had 20 million pounds but gymshark's been able to grow and now it's worth 1.4 billion and the owner of it is now worth 1 billion how are you (laughs) feeling in that situation are you still feeling the same way? Okay, now you give him, let's say, 40 million back, so you've doubled his return, but you're still 1 billion pounds up. Are you asking for more money? Because without that 20 million pound investment, that company wouldn't be what it is today. 
I can't, bro. I've got no right to it. But why don't I've you got no right to it? Why don't you? Because, bro, because he's the value creator. Yeah, but just like in a stock, um, sorry, not in a stock, in a company, if I'm a shareholder and I put money into your company, you're using that to reinvest it. So without that re- yeah. that capital that has just come into your firm, you wouldn't be able to grow to the size that you are. So although that yeah, but- I'm not potentially creating value in the sense of carrying out the day-to-day activities of the firm to help it grow, I am essentially the electricity that's making this lamp turn on, even if you're the filament and whatever things go into a lamp. To be fair, the idea the idea of court comparing it to a bank or comparing it to an investment is like perfect because ultimately nothing would be able to work. Well, not saying nothing, but most things wouldn't be able to work without banks being there to lend and being there to help like the businesses get capital to get off their feet. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But ultimately a bank's never going to be able to negotiate to like quadruple their returns you know what i mean you, but do you, you know have, what a like, bank they, is? they don't have the case to do that okay do you know an example of a firm that does exactly that that is what? essentially what a bank is providing the company with finances a private equity firm where they'll buy into yeah. a firm with a hope of selling it for a lot more money in the future that's what private yeah. equity essentially is so there are examples of companies that go into firms trying to but get, could, generate but what as much I mean money. is could I could I go to a bank and say to them I need a loan of one million pounds right or whatever it is they're never going to charge me an interest rate which is going to lead to me quadrupling the amount that they gave me do you know what I mean no it so like, they may not they even can, lend you they, the money because your credit worthiness may not be up to scratch yeah but that's what I mean it's not it's not one of them where we've done it out of like we haven't done it out of our relationship in terms of pure business i'm not going to sign up to a bank which is asking me for something ridiculous like 400 percent interest you would no one would ever do that and the bank would never offer that because they know they have no claim to that it just it just wouldn't be worth it like it wouldn't make sense which is why i'd be willing to give it to my boy but once it becomes business like we're actually talking figures and there's no relationship here I can't give you, you can't give me one mil. I make a billion and now you feel entitled to 400 million. Like a bank wouldn't even be able to make that claim. No, I hear that. I hear that. So this will transition into the next question that I had. Which no, is... I want to ask you, bro. I want to ask you. Because we've had this before when I asked you to enter a raffle for me on sneakers and you, to- and you told me you wouldn't give me any of the pee if you've got the shoe. Yeah, why would I? Because, bro, if I'm giving you the capital... And there's a potential for me to make very good returns off it. Why would I just give you the sneaker? Because you're essentially misusing me. No, not giving me the sneaker, but you sell the shoe. Yeah, but and then you I got the, the opportunity. The okay, so I can sign up for the raffle. Rather than you bringing me into a potential opportunity, you want the opportunity for yourself, but you're just using me as a means to get it. Nah, because it's mutual benefit, bro. Because without how me, is it it's essentially the same. It's a, it's essentially the same premise, because I've asked you to enter this competition, right? Say the shoes one twenty, you can sell the shoe for five hundred pound. Yeah. And I say, 
Danny, I'm going to tell you now. Enter this raffle for this pair of shoes. If you win it, you're going to come up 380 on it, right? Yeah. 280 or whatever it is. So you've got 280 pound. Would you be like, Nigel didn't win the shoe, it's my shoe? Which is what you said you would do to me. Yes, 100%. But really, the, the, the thing is, that money wouldn't have been yours without me. So I can still look at you sideways the same way you look at me sideways for not giving you peas after you gave me 500k. No, but there is... There's two different things because firstly you've grown the money. If it, okay, for instance, if it was a bet and I gave you five hundred k for a bet and you managed to flip that into ten million pounds, then most definitely you would have to give me my five hundred k back minimum, and I would expect a little bit on top because you were very risky with your money. But suppose the flip side of that bet occurs and you lose all the money. I'm not going to be like to you, Nigel. Okay, I gave you 500k, but you didn't have to pay me back because I you lost the money. No, that is still my money and you still owe me that. So I need that back in my account as soon as you're able to facilitate that arrangement. And I think, similarly for the trainers, you haven't done anything to sit in the queue to get these trainers. I've had to sit in the nah, queue. No, but your, your argument was without me, you wouldn't have those shoes. Without me, you wouldn't have had the opportunity. But why wouldn't I have had the opportunity? Because you wouldn't have known the shoes were coming. Okay. But then how would you... Sorry, why wouldn't you let me know that there's a valuable opportunity about there for me to make money? Why would you keep that information to yourself? The The only reason I'm telling you about these shoes is so that I can improve my likelihood of getting money. Okay, but surely if this is a friendship, as you were saying, and you're supposed to be trying to build up your friend, if there was an opportunity for me to make a lot of money and there was an opportunity for you to make a lot of money, let's be honest, there's probably going to be a million pounds or two million, not a million pounds, so two million people, three million people trying to get a pair of trainers. Me being that one additional person, I'm going to be one out of three million people. The odd, your odds aren't going to change that much. They probably won't even change 0.00001%. Mm. So, me asking for the training, or me applying to get the training, and you applying to get the training, we're not necessarily affecting the likelihood of the other person getting but it. But bro, it's just, just based an opportunity. off the fact that, just based off the fact that you weren't going to get these shoes until I told you, now you've fallen into two hundred and eighty pound. You're not even not even a part of you is going to think. You know what? Let me bust Nigel like thirty. I don't think so, but I don't understand why. Because I've come to you with the opportunity to make peace. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but if this was a mutual investment and we together have decided, you know what? Let's bring our money together and let's try and buy two pairs of trainers. And the arrangement was likewise. If I win, I give you money. If you win, you give me money. Then perfect. But if it's just, if you win, you are £280 up. And if I win, you also get money. How does that work? <laughs> All right, let me, let me ask you. You weren't thinking about that, were you? Huh? You were not thinking about it that way. No, I was, but all I'm thinking now is, does the does the f- amount of money you've been given like change anything? So I want to switch it back up to five mi- to five to sorry ten million and five hundred k. 
because clearly this 250 pound you with the with the five million with the 500k and the 10 and the 10 million you understood the concept of without me well the concept of without me you wouldn't have been able to do this like resonated with you yeah but with the 500 with the um shoe raffle it doesn't resonate with you at all so now i want to know how much of the p you're giving me with 500k and you make a 10 million flip okay i'm giving you a million i'll double your investment yeah i don't think i'll give you two million because that's a lot of money and i don't want people asking some unreasonable questions saying your big man how how did you get all that money or where did that money come from how much did you actually make it's none of your business. I've just decided to give you a little bit of a bonus because I've happened to come across a large amount of money. Um, yeah. And it's only reasonable because, as I said, without your help, I wouldn't have been able to... But what's um, the difference here? There is a difference. What's the difference? Because although I've... You've given me an idea. It's a diff- there's a difference between capital and an idea. If you've told me, okay, Daniel, um, how would I word this? So, the 500k and the 10 million pound thing, we've just been speaking about that. But now if you've given me a potential opportunity that I can invest in, and I happen to make or come good on that investment, then surely you should just be happy with that. You shouldn't be expecting <laughs> a windfall as a result of that. Did you tell me I that because you no went to... I, still I explained no that so poorly. I explained that so poorly. Um, there isn't much of a difference, but in terms of the minuscule amounts that we're talking about, and it feels like the only reason why you're telling me about this idea is because you stand to profit from it. You don't actually want me to be in a better situation because of it. Does that matter? Hmm? Does that matter to you? Yeah. Bro, Fair it enough. needs to be mutually beneficial. I need to feel like it's a, a, a likewise arrangement. In the first example, without that 500k, I wouldn't be able to start my business. But the with way, that 500k, the way I think about it, the way I think about it, which well, the way I am thinking about it is, with in the case of the crepes, right, and the and in the case, which is why I see them as extremely similar, and I can't I can't get around to the way you're thinking is, with Danny, I've made two hundred and fifty pounds. Without Danny, I've made zero. Danny makes thirty pound with me. It's fine, like, but I'm up two fifty. At the end of the day, I'm up two fifty. I don't mind. I haven't lost anything. And then the other way is with Danny, I've made eight million. Without Danny, I've made zero. But Danny makes two mil. But either way, I'm up eight mil. So to me, like, I don't mind it. That's why I see them as exactly the same. As I don't mind giving you a portion of it. I wouldn't say... I feel like the answer for me would be the same for both of them. No, do you know why? So, okay, let me flip it then. Are you giving me money if you win? Even though you know about if the you, idea. If I, entered, if I entered a competition to win some crap because you told me to, I'd happily give you some, some no, money. No, not because I told you to. Oh, well, then why would I give you any money? You haven't done anything at all. Well, okay, the difference is that you've given me the idea to do it. Yeah, You've you without you, it wasn't going to happen. But how do you not know that I wouldn't have stumbled upon that idea myself? Um, oh, well, if that's that the case, then yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, we can't account for everything, but if that was the case, then maybe, but like... Because it's very possible you know that you mean? could tell me about a trainer that I've heard about. Like, everyone knew about the Dior's. I knew about the cookie yeah. dough ice cream, the cookie dough Nike SBs. There this happened though when we were in your room. When popular. we were in your room, and I was I was entering bare raffles, and you and I was like, I'm waking up at eight a.m. and you're begging me to tell you, but you check you checked on your phone in the end. Like you definitely weren't going to find out about that. I know, but why wouldn't you tell me? That's what I mean. So you would actively so want the money, bro. Not to tell me, but the thing I, is, the, I the want la- the money. The likelihood of you getting it or not getting it does not change. Massively, because I am now in the raffle. Right, bro, I'm going now, to tell you the kind of I'm going to tell you the kind of person I am. Then I'm going to ask you the second question. Then I'm going to move on because I feel like we've been on about this for a minute. But basically, when you know, when like those Instagram raffles where it's like tag someone to yeah. say you want this or you want that. I'm the kind of guy. The three people I tag, number one will be my backup Instagram account. Number two will be my mum, and number three will be my uncle in Australia because I know all th- everyone who wins this will send it to me. That's okay. the kind of human I am. So I am not going to enter a competition and then bust you to enter the competition. That's hustling backwards. I don't think it's hustling backwards because I would understand if, the, if you were the only person in the raffle and the only person in the world that knew about it and you told me and now there's two of us in the raffle. But the fact that there are already so many people, and not even just people, that are actually robots as well competing for these trainers. Why would you deprive me the opportunity of making money? Which the likelihood of me making that money is still very, very slim, just because you went in for, for yourself. When the odds of you getting it is probably less than 0.01%, <laughs> and the likelihood of me making it is less than 0.01%. So, I don't understand that philosophy that you have. Bro, if there's a 0.0000000001% chance that you're going to get them at my expense, I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, see, that's taps, bro. You're not trying to uplift your friends then. I am. You're not. You're clearly not. This is evolution, bro. I'm sorry to tell you. (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) Okay, say no more. If this is how our friendship is going to develop, so suppose um, this podcast is blowing up suppose this podcast blows up and I'm like okay Daniel you have the opportunity to let's say join Sky Sports I could either be like yeah I could only sorry I would only join Sky Sports if Nigel can come along but you'd be like nah (laughs) forget about him it's now called I could have gone pro by myself you know what I mean See, bro, I just offered to give you two million, so I would I would hold on to that. Just Podcast, in case you're hearing this. It. You're hearing this. All right, send them all. Anyway, bro, it was a good episode. Um, tune in again next week. I hope you guys do. We need to do better at promoting it. So if you have any ideas about we, how we can get this out to the public better, let us know. You have our Twitter, so just jump in on that. Appreciate it. I, I could have gone pro. Yeah, I could have gone pro. Cool.